0: Here we go. You're listening to Sounds Good, the podcast that makes your sounds sound good. In this episode, we'll take a closer look at the EXS24 sampler in Logic. We'll focus on tips and tricks to get more from this instrument, and we won't go too much into the basics. If you've been using this sampler as a preset instrument, there's of course nothing wrong with that. But you might be curious how you can tap into some of the more advanced features of this sampler or how you can get other sounds from it. So let's look at that together. Before we get to the actual sampling of your own sounds or changing existing samples, consider what you can do with sample CDs. In every episode of Sounds Good, we listen to another great Loopmaster sample CD. These are high-quality sample CDs in just about every genre of music ready for use in Logic's EXS24 sampler. You might have been wondering how you can actually use such a sample CD in Logic, so let's look at that first. With today's hard drive sizes, we don't want to insert a CD every time we want to use a set of samples, so we'll copy the entire CD to our hard drive. But if you're anything like me, you want those samples to live on a separate drive. In my case I have a Lassie Firewire drive hidden under my desk where most of my audio files are located. I have a special partition for sample CDs. To partition our hard drive we can use OS X's Disk Utility in our Applications Utilities folder. Creating partitions destroys all the data on our drive, so be sure to do this with an empty drive or one that's fully backupped. We then simply drag the entire contents of our new Loopmaster sample-cd to a folder on our external drive. To see such a collection of samples in our EXS24 menu, we can do the following. First we create an alias of our new folder on the same external volume. This is simply a matter of right-clicking or control clicking on the folder and choosing Make Alias from the menu. We open a second finder window by pressing command N and navigate to our username, library, application support, logic, sampler instruments. We drag our newly created alias to this folder and give it a more friendly name without the word alias in it. We now delete the original alias folder from our external drive because we don't need it anymore. If we now choose refresh from the EXS24 menu, our new Loopmaster Sample CD can be found in the menu with sub-menus for every kind of instrument or REX file. You can hear more about this and loading REX2 files in episode 5 of Sounds Good. Now let's get into the inner workings of the EXS24 sampler. We need to understand the concept of modulation first. At first this might seem a bit like a dark science, but as you'll discover it's really not very complex and it's the same principle found in all kinds of hardware and software synthesizers. It also explains most of the user interface elements of our eXS24 sampler or why you would ever need a sidechain on a sampler. Modulation means that the source signal changes a destination control. This means you can rewire your synthesizer or sampler in all kinds of ways to shape a specific sound. The beauty of this concept is that it's very forgiving in terms of the kind of source signals. For instance we can use a low frequency oscillator to change the volume of our sample over time, but we can also use a sidechain signal to open and close the filter cutoff. Or we can use the pressure with which we play our keyboard to change the frequency of a low-frequency oscillator. Yes, the same low-frequency oscillator that is already modulating the volume of our sample. These are all examples of a source signal changing a destination control. We'll listen to a few examples to explain this better. If you want to read more about this, there's an excellent little book available on Amazon called Quick Guide to Analog Synthesis by Ian Waugh. This is a very readable book that's not very expensive. Just 60 pages of well-written text with a few nice examples. You can use this book with just about every hardware or software synthesizer or sampler that supports modulation. There's a link to this book in the show notes. Let's start with an easy modulation trick. Creating modulation paths requires a bit of patience. We have to do a few things before we can actually hear the results. As with most challenges in life, it's a matter of divide and conquer. So consider what you want to achieve and then mentally break it down in discrete elements. It's pretty common in modulation that it doesn't matter in which order you then solve these little puzzles as long as you solve them all. In our first modulation example we'll have a Low Frequency Oscillator or LFO change the filter cutoff. Even if you don't have a MIDI keyboard you can still play along. We start with the basic sawtooth waveform in the EXS24 sampler. You can find this preset in Factory, Analog Waveforms, Basic Oscillator, Waveform Saw. Now we want to reset our sampler. If you've ever used a modular synthesizer, this is the equivalent of removing all the cables between modules. This is not only a nice exercise, but it also guarantees we are both looking at the same thing. Set drive to zero, turn off FET and turn off the filter. In the modulation matrix set every source, via and destination to nothing. That's the three dashes in the menu that opens. There's a quick way to do this too. Hold down the option key and click on every matrix parameter to set it to nothing. You can do this in this order, via, source, destination. We can also set every other control to it's default position with the option key or use the little zero buttons for that. Take your time to work through the entire interface. In the end it should look like this. You may have noticed that I also set the level control in the upper right to ignore keyboard velocity. If we now play our keyboard we hear a harsh sawtooth waveform sound. If you don't happen to have a midi keyboard, press your caps lock key and play along with your regular computer keyboard. We can save this setting as a quick starting point for our experiments in modulation. Let's first turn on our filter. We set cutoff halfway to 50% and use a 24 decibel per octave low pass filter. If we now play our keyboard it sounds a bit muffled. That's perfectly fine. In modulation you will often feel a huge sense of freedom. For instance we can now use LFO 1, 2 or 3. These low frequency oscillators all have their own unique properties but we can use any of them at our hearts desire. Let's use LFO 1. It now says Rate DC which means it's turned off. DC stands for direct current which means this LFO currently outputs a single value. We want it to output a low frequency signal that changes over time. We turn the rate control to the right at about 5 Hz. The upper half of LFO-1 rate outputs a free waveform that just goes from one extreme to the other without regard for the tempo of our song. If we now play our keyboard we don't hear any difference to our sound. That's because we haven't connected LFO1 to anything yet. In the modulation matrix, we can use any slot for that. There's 10 of them. They're identical. Let's take the second one. We must first choose a destination. Set it to filter cutoff. Now we can change source. Set that one to LFO1. Also, drag the little green arrow next to this modulation slot up to about 70%. If we now play our keyboard, we hear how LFO1 changes the filter cutoff frequency over time. Take your time to experiment a bit with the settings. Dial in some resonance. Try some of the LFO waveforms. Or use a different LFO speed. For our second modulation example we'll use the sidechain as a source signal and have it change the volume of our sampler as it's destination. At the same time we will let the sidechain also change the filter cutoff and have an LFO change the volume as well. We once again start out with the most boring sawtooth sound in the world. We create a region that plays a single note. In Audio Track 1 we play a single bar loop from our loop browser. So it sounds like this. Now it's a matter of dividing and conquering. We set Sidechain to use track 1, that's our drum loop. We turn on our filter and also turn on FET. You can study the picture to see how I use the filter. We set up our LFO 1 to use a one sixteenth rate inverted square waveform. In our routing matrix we create three modulation paths. One has volume as its destination and sidechain as its source. The second one has filter cutoff as its destination and also sidechain as its source. The third and last one also has volume as its destination, but LFO-1 as its source. It then sounds a bit like this if we don't forget to also turn up the modulation with the little green arrow controls. This example demonstrates that you can reuse the same modulation destinations and sources as often as you like. It also demonstrates how several independent modulation paths can coexist and interact. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? If you are, you need to check out the Combat Information Center. It's available at www.alanlight.com slash galactica. That's www.alanlight.com slash galactica. It's your one-stop source for all things Galactica. Next, we'll do a little trick that's not specific for the EXS 24, but it's very handy if, for instance, we'd like to control the cutoff frequency with our MIDI keyboard or controller. If you have a control surface like a Mackie Control Universal or similar, you can change just about every control with some faders or knobs simply by dialing in the right settings for your control surface. But if you have only a simple keyboard like an M-Audio KeyStation 49E. Wouldn't you like to use your modulation wheel to control every automation parameter? I must admit I'm a bit spoiled with both a the Mackey Control Universal and a keyboard, but I still use my modulation wheel all the time. The feature we are discussing here is called Automation Quick Access and here's how to use it. We'll assume we have a MIDI keyboard with at least one continuous controller, such as a modulation wheel. The 49E I use has a single modulation wheel, but if you have a keyboard or controller with a few dedicated controls, simply choose one to designate as your Automation Quick Access Controller. We can check if Logic receives MIDI controller data in our environment window in the Clicks and Ports layer. If we turn our modulation wheel, the Input View MIDI Monitor displays controller data. Now we go to Preferences Automation. We turn on Automation Quick Access and click Learn Message. Now we turn our designated modulation wheel a bit. Logic pops up a yellow hint window and we click Done. That's all there's to it. In our Arrange window we turn on the Track Automation view. Now our modulation wheel will always control the current parameter we have chosen in the selected track. We can of course also record our movements as automation data when we set our track state to touch, latch or write. This is very handy if for instance we want to control our EXS24 cutoff control in real-time and record our movements as track automation data. Our last demonstration for this episode is to easily create samples from a larger file. This way we can build our own EXS24 instrument. Something I enjoy doing is recording all kinds of noises with my mini-disc recorder and a little clip-on microphone. I then end up with a sound file that's several minutes long and I just want to use a few separated noises from this file as samples in my music. We start out with an EXS24 sampler instrument on a track. By clicking on edit we open the sample editor. We choose Instrument, New from the menu and save our new instrument under a descriptive name. For ease of use we increase the width of the keys of our virtual keyboard in the Sample Editor window. We keep this window open and also open the Logic Audio window. We add to this our large file from which we want to extract a dozen or so samples. By double clicking on the waveform this file opens in the Logic Sample Editor. Here we can zoom in and select our samples. Be sure to enable search zero crossings from the edit menu. Whenever we've selected an interesting sound, we choose create new region from the edit menu. As you can see I assigned a key command to this particular function for ease of use. If you want to know more about key commands and how you can create your own, feel free to listen to episode 3 of Sounds Good. So we work our way through the entire sound file and for every separated region we say create new region, or rather use our special key command. The little blue man in the top left is best left enabled during these kinds of operations. When we're done we have a bunch of small regions in our audio window. Now with both the audio window and the sample editor window opened, we drag our audio regions to individual keys one by one. When we drop an audio region on a single key, a zone is automatically created. We can freely decide on which keys we want to drop our audio regions. For instance in this example we started at C0. This is a very quick way to create a whole lot of samples from a larger file. We save our sampler instrument and select it from the instrument list in the EXS24 sampler menu. We can now play our noises from our keyboard. or create a little song with those sounds. In conclusion we just looked at some of the possibilities of the EXS-24 sampler. We can create endless modulation routings with the modulation matrix. And because it's a sampler we can use any sound we like and build songs from there. We've also seen that there's a whole world out there with beautiful samples pre-recorded in EXS-24 format. Speaking of which... Our Loopmaster CD for this episode is Lounge and Chill Out. The perfect collection of single sounds, ambiences, pads, bass, effects, percussion, soft keys and live grooves... ...to create the next generation of lounge and chilled out tracks. Sublimely played drums and percussion, variations and single hits allow total flexibility... ...while the instrument loops inspire and encourage experimentation. If the music of Morchiba, 7 and AIM are your thing, alongside rougher edged Cooter and Dorfmeister tracks, then you have come to the right place. 612 stereo wave files, 284 REX2 loops, over 20 NNXT, Halion, Contact and EXS24 patches. Produced, mixed and edited by Harvey Summers, recorded at Swine Studios. All samples were recorded using a combination of vintage valve equipment and mics alongside cutting-edge digital technology. A variety of analogue and digital synths were also used. If you buy the CD with the coupon code currently displayed you get a nice discount too. The music in this episode was created by the Flavor Foundation, courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. The next episode of Sounds Good is going to be a video episode where we take a look behind the scenes of creating my podcast. So see you next time.